There's another one you don't want to hear. Frankly, the do I. Hello and thanks for tuning in to episode 121 of the Power Court Hour podcast. How you doing out there? Thank you so much for listening. It is great to be back. As always, I'm your host, Anthony Merchant, and I've been missing in action since I just looked on my phone. I think September 7th was uh, episode 120 of the podcast. That was the last time uh, I released an episode. And uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe not, I guess I was missing in action, but uh, not like totally by uh, accident or anything. Like I uh, said in the last episode, I was heading to Alaska. But uh, if you listened, I think I said something like three weeks, maybe even four weeks I was going to take off. To be fair, I think I might have even said four. Like, well, I'll get back and not do one for the uh, first week when I'm back. But uh, I had a wild, I had a a wild uh, Alaskan adventure. Really, really good time. And uh, I will say now, Just uh, as we're getting into this, and I will be back next week a little more uh, music heavy, but I thought I'd come on for my first episode and talk a lot about my trip. So, I mean, we got some music talk and everything, but uh, I feel like this one, I'm definitely going to be a little more kind of travel talk heavy or whatever. Talk about my, uh, talk about where the hell I've been, basically. And I thought it'd be kind of a fun way to get back to the uh, podcast. I've done uh, one radio show since getting back to uh, Jamestown. And uh, it was really fun. I mean, kind of a little bit of shaking off the rust, but not terribly, um, not not really too bad. It, there wasn't like, you know, having to sit there and like really work on things a thousand times or anything. It kind of, for the most part, slipped back into, uh, you know, just my regular, you know, I do a radio show every week, but, you know, you still do get rusty. I've, uh, I mean, really, that's not my first time taking like six weeks off of the show. I mean, I, uh, I've traveled, really, it's funny because... I started the Power Court Hour in 2016 as a radio show, and really that was that was when I started traveling too. That was when I graduated college. Even before graduating college, I, I got some traveling in in that uh, last semester. But like, I basically started doing both around the same time. So you know, w- with that, a lot of that means that uh, even I mean, hell, like right away because I started the radio show in February 2016, and in June of 2016, I went on a two month cross country trip. After I graduated college, I drove uh, across the country for two months. So, I mean, like right off the bat, I uh, am no strangers to taking breaks from this show, which maybe that's why we're not goddamn huge. And uh, maybe that's why this uh, show is is still in, in our uh, obscurity or uh, whatever. We, we, we have a great little fan base. So I got to say, it's very... Uh, you know, it, it's very rad what, uh, I, really what everything, uh, I feel like I've gotten to do with this show the uh, last six years, which I mean, some of that I'll get into even on this trip with, uh, some of the people I went and hung out with. So, you know, traveling, but again, we'll get into some music cause, uh, the power chord hour all kind of, you know, circles into this. I don't know. I always feel weird cause I'm like, it's a music podcast. So getting on here and just being like, I'm going to babble about, uh, you know, my adventures the last couple weeks, it, uh, I don't know, seems off topic or uh, off brand or whatever. But uh, hey, it's a free show. If you don't like this, turn it off and uh, come back for the October rundown next week. But uh, yeah, so anyway, Alaska. I was going to Alaska and uh, originally I was going to go for three weeks and I drove there. So I was going to take a week to drive there. I was going to take a week in Alaska and then I was going to take a week to drive back. And uh, actually, that part did happen. So like all of all of that was uh, normal. My being gone for, uh, I thought originally, 
I was gone like five weeks and some change. But then uh, someone on Twitter was like, I think he'd been gone close to like six weeks. He was like looking at the dates and I started doing the math. And uh, yeah, he's right. I If I wasn't right at six weeks, I was like a day or so, you know, shy of uh, being gone a whole six weeks. But uh, anyway, I guess I'll start from the beginning. Just uh, leaving leaving town and heading towards Alaska. I had to, uh, my, my first real stop was Minneapolis. And uh, funny enough, I got to Minneapolis. This is, this is I think, how I know that I'm probably going to end up back there. Like, I moved, I moved away from Minneapolis in 2019. And, and really, I still really liked it. But I'd been there a year and hadn't done a whole lot. I was like, you know, I enjoy it. But I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out where I want to go next. So I came back to Jamestown for what I thought would be six months or something. And then uh, COVID happened, like, I think four months into me being here. And I was like, all right, I'm going to be here a while. But, um... You know, since then, I mean, I've had a couple of years and I mean, going to uh, different cities and, uh, you know, just researching things and thinking about the place I've been. I've been to all 50 states now. And uh, I mean, I've hit almost all major, every major city, I'd say, in the United States. I mean, there's some I've missed, but I mean, I have a I have a pretty good idea, I would say, of most of most cities and states, really, for that matter, and uh, different parts of them around the country. And I mean, there's still pockets and, and places I, I haven't, you know, it's not like I've seen every crevice of say Iowa or something like that, but like, you know, enough, enough to make a, uh, you know, to kind of form an opinion or go, okay, that's somewhere I'd want to live. That's someplace I wouldn't want to live that kind of stuff. And, uh, Minneapolis, I don't know. I keep kind of coming back to it, the, the twin cities. And, uh, and anyway, though, I mean, I got there Friday night, was going to hang out with some friends. I mean, it was a plan. It's like, okay, I'll stop there. I'll crash for the night. And maybe even the weekend, I was like, I'll stay till the weekend. I didn't leave till uh, Tuesday. I got there Friday night and uh, didn't leave until Tuesday to start heading up to uh, Canada. So, I mean, Minneapolis is just a good time is what I'm saying. It's a, I, I get pulled in every time I'm there. There's just too much to do, like, just right away. It's like there's too much vegan food I got to eat in those days. There's too many record stores I got to go to. Um, I mean, you know, like hiking, I loved the loose line trail there, which goes like way out at like 60 something miles out of the city and uh really cool, cool, uh, trail system. I mean, the city parks there too. I, if you've ever been to the twin cities, there's not a better city park system. Like truly, I mean, there's a fucking waterfall in downtown St. Paul. I mean, there's not a whole lot of cities that can say they have a waterfall in a uh, downtown, which I mean, Minnehaha falls, amazing, amazing, uh, waterfall and nice park too. You get to go hang out on the uh, Mississippi and everything, but, uh, you know, just so much that I have to go revisit when I'm there that, uh, yeah, like a day does and then hanging out with friends and stuff too, four days in, I mean, there's still shit that I'm like, Oh, I never got to go here. I never got to do this or that. So, uh, which, and don't worry. I also ended my, I basically started my Alaska trip in Minneapolis and, uh, ended it there. And I think I was in Minneapolis as long as I was in Alaska, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a great city. So, I mean, I hung out with some friends and uh, way longer than I thought, but that was okay. I was like, I was still good on time. And uh, then drove up through uh, the North Shore of Minnesota, which, I mean, it is, it is, that is one of my favorite parts of uh, Minnesota. I mean, I, I, if I live in Minnesota, I want to live in the Twin Cities, but you go about four, not even four hours, really. Four hours gets you probably closer to the very top of it, but like more like two and a half, three hours up to Duluth. And uh, from there up, I mean, it's a drive from Lake Superior from Duluth up to uh, the Canadian border. I mean, you can keep going from there as I did, but of the North Shore of Minnesota. And I mean, to be honest, I I, like I've done the Pacific Coast Highway a couple times, almost the entire thing. I I hit the very bottom of Southern California and went up, but like 
I've done all of Oregon, all of Washington, and I'd say about 80% of the California coast. And, uh, I mean, as much as I love the coast, I mean, really the North shore, I, I would say they're comparable. I mean, I, you know, that may sound crazy. And I mean, if you've been there, I would, I would like someone's opinion on it. And there's different, like, listen, they don't look exactly the same. And obviously the coast is a lot, you know, larger and a lot, you know, like bigger fucking rocks and, you know, different kinds of trees and everything, you know, they don't have the redwoods and stuff up in uh, Minnesota, but still a really, really amazing uh, place to go check out. So, I mean, any, any excuse to uh, drive up there, it was a place I went all the time when I lived there, sometimes stupidly, uh, in the winter, not thinking about that. I couldn't just, uh, camp or sleep in my car on a uh, Lake Superior in February. Uh, it was some of like, I mean, it was colder, it was colder on uh, Lake Superior in February than it was in Alaska in September. I will definitely tell you that, but, uh, getting to drive through there, I didn't spend a whole lot of time on the North shore, but you know, I got to spend a little time on it. And, uh, you know, mainly to drive up there to get to the Canadian border. And I was sad because really, I always talk about I've never actually, all the times I go up there, I go all the way to the Canadian border because there's a uh, there's a big old waterfall right there. Kind of like Niagara Falls where half of it is in the United States. The other half is in Canada. But I always turn around at the border there. So this time I didn't, but I got to the border at like 9 o'clock at night. So it was it was dark and I always have wanted to keep going because Lake Superior is, I mean, it's my favorite Great Lake. I, I live, I do live 20 minutes from Lake Erie and I've grown up like 20 minutes from Lake Erie and I will always love Lake Erie. And really, I mean, all the, all the Great Lakes are like really, really amazing. But uh, I mean, Lake Superior is just something else. It's a, I mean, it, it is truly unreal. I think anybody who's lived on it or just spent time on it will tell you that. I mean, it is, it is insane. I forget the percentage of, I believe it's the, uh, like fresh water that, uh, like the world's fresh water, like the percentage that is in Lake Superior. I forget what it is, but it's like an insane number. You go, Jesus Christ, that is a large lake. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I finally got to drive the Canadian, some of the Canadian side of Lake Superior, but it was dark and I saw nothing going up through a uh, Thunder Bay and uh, that started, so I got on that Tuesday, so at this point I'm like four days into my trip and just spent most of it in Minneapolis, which I'm not complaining, but hanging out in Minneapolis and uh, getting through Canada, you know, it's funny because a few people have told me this before leaving, but I think I think the one that has come to mind a million times and I, I, I her voice popped in my head, I don't know how many times when I was doing the drive, but so going up, going up from Minnesota, I drove the rest of the way to Alaska through Canada and I mean that, that took me a week, but Talking to, uh, earlier this year, we had Maddie Grace of uh, the band Cluttered and uh, Chris from the band Talk Show Host when when they were on to talk their uh, Enemy Youth split. I I think we might have been done. I don't even know if we talked about it during the interview. It might have been after uh, the interview. But uh, she was talking about how much like more spread out Canada is where like their you know, cities are more spread out, they're farther apart, and also how there's really nothing in between them. Like, you know, if you, like I, I drive everywhere. I, it, it, even with me hitting all 50 States, I've driven to all of them, except obviously you can't drive to Hawaii. That's the only one I didn't drive to, but every other state I've driven to and through. And, you know, I, I've hit a lot of those small towns and, you know, the shit in between cities. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There's, there's definitely areas of desolation in the United States. You can find it, but like for the most part, even if say there's four hours in between this city and that city, there's a good chance you're going to at least hit like, I'd say at least two or three small towns on the way where like, again, like not massive, massive areas, but you'll find a main street. You'll find some, you know, you'll find a couple things to eat. You'll find a gas station or two. Like, you know, it's not, it's not totally like just 
pure wilderness. Whereas with Canada, I mean, Maddie was not lying. There was not much in between uh, cities. I mean, it was it was like desolate. You would you would hit parts of the highway and just see nothing for hours. Like not, and that includes gas stations, um, you know, civilization besides you know like truckers or, and stuff like you know other people on the road basically. But like really not much. There was there was not a lot to stop and see and do on the way, which I'm someone though, who has to see this stuff. So, I mean, there were people who were like, I even had a couple other Canadians, like, why, why are you going to drive all the way through Canada? Like, there's not a lot to see or do. And I'm like, I mean, that's fine, but I have to, I, again, I got to go see it myself at least once. I have to be able to do it myself and go, Oh, okay. Yeah, I did that, but I don't have to do it again. And, uh, I mean, and don't get me wrong. As I say this though, it's gorgeous. The drive through Canada is beautiful, but I mean, it it is true. There are Hours upon hours, if not full days of me driving where I was just like, I mean, fuck even the next city. Like, where is the next gas station? Like, where is the next, you know, town with even 3000 people in it where, you know, maybe I can like find coffee and food or something like not, not a lot of that. What I will say though, shout out to them. I think what they have way better, even on these highways where like, I mean, just not a not a ton of people are probably always on it. I'm not even talking like the Alaska Highway, which, you know, I mean, even that can be, you know, very desolate in a lot of places, including going through like the Yukon territory and stuff. But um, you know, they they really are pretty good with like, you know, not not like full fledged rest stops with like buildings and things like that, but like as far as just like a pull off and just somewhere to like if you're dry like I, I car camp. I mean, I was gone all together for six weeks. And the entire time I had to pay somewhere to sleep twice. I stayed in a hotel two nights. The rest of it was my car, someone's couch, someone's floor, um, very rarely an actual bed, but somewhere to crash. And, uh, which, Hey, I appreciate it. That is, that is how I have been able to hit all 50 States. I am, I am far from rich, but, uh, you figure out those things. And I mean, a huge expense. Hey, you can, you can stay in the shittiest motel. And trust me, I've stayed in some shitty motels. You're still paying 50, 60 bucks a night, which start doing the math on that. You ain't going to be out for a very long time. I mean, six weeks, even with the shittiest of shitty motels, like, which the other thing with that too, is I know my car's a lot cleaner than some of the places I've stayed. Like I know the budget in which I have for like staying in hotels for weeks on end. And I'm like, I would, it's much better just to sleep in the car. And, uh, so, I mean, I, I did, I did like that. I got to say, which I think it's safer too. Cause I mean, drowsy, drowsy driving is some serious shit. And, uh, you know, there's definitely times where you're driving places and it's like, you're just looking for the next pull off or rest stop or like something you can't find them. And I got to say up in Canada, like props to them, like they were all over, like I'd be driving again in the middle of nowhere. But when I got tired, there's always somewhere to just pull off and crash for the night. You know, I mean, it pitch black, no, you know, probably no cell phone service or anything, but it's like, I'm just sleeping. Like at that point, you know, I, I really sleeping in the car is not bad when you're doing, when you're doing long drives and stuff like that. Cause it's like, listen, by the time you've driven 15 hours, like you don't give a shit how you're like, where, or how you're sleeping. Like you'll just crash in the back seat. It's really, it's not hard to fall asleep in a car after you've driven all day and you're like really tired. Like you don't, you don't need to be in like a five-star hotel. Like you'll crash in the middle of nowhere in your car. And, uh, I mean, I've been, I've been doing it for years now. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, props, I gotta say props to Canada. There was more than enough places to sleep on my uh, journey. And again, like you know, not even, not even the option of like, you know, kind of like sneakily pulling in late at night into like, you know, 
a hotel parking lot and just like crashing there or something. You know, there's just not a lot around. So uh, I definitely appreciated that. But uh, yeah, the week through Canada, I mean, a couple, a couple like quick stops, but nothing much. I mean, my uh, my biggest thing was uh, hitting Banff, hitting Banff uh, National Park. I mean, that was uh, that was really really cool. It's funny too because I did an interview earlier this year on uh, on the other one of the other shows I do on WFA Arts on Fire, and uh, I talked to uh, I talked to someone locally here from an organization, but uh, they were putting on the Banff Film Festival, which they do every year. And uh, they were bringing it to Jamestown and we were talking about the film festival and Banff and all that. And just, I was like, I would love to go there and how amazing it looked and stuff. I guess I had heard of it, but really until like seeing the film festival and some of the pictures from it and these different things, I was like, I didn't truly realize, I think like how breathtaking Banff was and stuff, but then getting to go there. I mean, that, that was one of the things like I, I really try to travel somewhat like plans are kind of fast and loose, which sometimes is good. Sometimes bites you in the ass. Sometimes you go somewhere and you don't have it planned out and it is not easy to like, you do miss the cool things. You do miss things that you probably would have found if you if you planned it. But other times you do that and you will find the most amazing things you net, you know, 10 minutes prior, you didn't even know it was something you would see or do or experience, you know, like things like that. I've always said that like the space needle, like in, in Seattle, I've only been up at once but the time I did, it was like 10 o'clock at night and I was passing back through Seattle like three or four years ago. And like, I guess I didn't realize, I don't know why, but I'm just like, I don't know if they're open at night or not. So I looked and they were open to like 11 or midnight and uh, going there. I mean, there was like no one there. I got to ride up the elevator by myself or like, they, have, they have someone, they have like a worker, like bring you up. But like, I got to look at this view and enjoy this whole thing without you know all the tourists and shit and then getting up there and ch- and I remember it was like I think it was a week after they put in the the world's at least at the time maybe a few years later someone else uh, has one but I believe it was the first the world's like first revolving glass floor so the glass floor was like fucking revolving while you're sitting like it's going like three miles an hour but still uh given given me a little bit of vertigo but it was pretty cool but like you know things like that where it's like i i had no plans or thoughts that i was going to the space i mean obviously i know of the space needle it's not like i'm like what is this uh thing you speak of but you know i had zero plans going through there i was passing through uh seattle and you go do things like that and you're like oh it was like the best time like i would like had i planned out something like i don't know that would have been as fun so anyway on this one you know going through canada i definitely said bam if i wanted to stop there and, uh, you know, not a whole lot else. I was like, you know, pass through some cities. I would go, uh, see what was up and stuff, but, uh, that's about, that's about it. But Banff was the big one and I did hit it and, uh, it was just, it was amazing. I mean, and, and again with that, I mean, I, I didn't have tons and tons of plans. I kind of drove around, found stuff, did some hikes at one point, ended up on basically the side of a mountain. Cause a lot of times I'll just like, like kind of going back to that. It's like, I'll even like you know, I'll be like, where's that trail lead you? And not really pay attention that it's like a really strenuous trail or like, you know, something that leads you to like the top of like a mountain you're going to climb or something. So like, I just start walking up the side of, you know, just like sweating my ass off, losing my breath going, Oh wait, like this isn't like just something you jump out of your car and go do. But, uh, you know, again, that that's how the fun stuff happens. And, uh, I mean, it's just unreal. I would, I would love I didn't spend enough time there either. I mean, I, I was there for a, uh, I stayed there for the day, stayed the night and then hung out a little bit the following day, but uh, it started raining pretty early. So I just kept continuing on to, uh, you know, again, get to Alaska. Cause again, the main, the main part of the trip was Alaska. So my other thing too, was like, as much as I wanted to see stuff in Canada, I'm like, you know, it's the, it's not the end of the world. If you get there a day or two early and have more time in Alaska, you know I mean? That's the, that's the whole objective 
uh, of this trip, hit all 50 states before I'm 30. So, uh, yeah, but going through Canada, you know, really, uh, really neat. Like, again, like not like tons and tons of places to stop and do things, but like, it was, it was just breathtaking and gorgeous. And also the kind of wildlife you get, like I, that is one of the coolest things about how, again, in between cities, you'll, you'll drive in all these spots where there's like, there's fucking not houses. People aren't living there and stuff. And it's funny because where I come from, there's deer everywhere. You see deer on the side of the highway and interstates and stuff all the time. You got to watch out for them. I saw none of them going through Canada and Alaska. Instead, I saw moose. I saw horses a couple times, just like I just wild horses. Um, a wolf. I didn't see tons of them, but I did see a wolf once. Uh, a couple bear. I mean, like these are just again like like in the same capacity that you see a deer when you're driving down like a back road in like rural Pennsylvania or something, you know, it's kind of the same thing, but instead of it being a deer, it's a big ass moose. Um, a couple times too, I'm driving at like 2 AM and, uh, you know, I'm driving and you just see this, like, it looks like a 14 foot silhouette in the road. Like, what the fuck is that? It's a moose. <laughs> it's a moose. And you better swerve your car because that thing will probably take you out. I also saw bison. That's the other thing. I did see some bison on the road a couple times, which was neat because I've seen bison on the road in like South Dakota, but like in, uh, I forget what ones, but like national parks or forests and like the Black Hills and stuff like around there. So it's like, I mean, they were, they were like wild bison and stuff and they're on the road, but you know, you were still in like a national park or whatever. Like this was just truly middle of nowhere you know on a highway at night and you know that that stuff was just absolutely insane but uh yeah driving through canada banff i will already want to revisit i mean that that's one that uh i would love to get back up there you know that is that is a very big one but uh kept driving and again it, it took me it took me about i think it was about seven days altogether. so it really like like to this point i mean even even with stopping in minneapolis like i was i was still uh good on time and everything and I uh, got through Canada and uh, then got to Alaska. And that that was uh, that was just too cool. I mean, just seeing the uh, the Alaska sign and everything. Because, again, that was kind of my – not kind of. It was definitely my goal is uh, I'll be turning 30 here in a uh, couple weeks now. And I was like, fuck, I got to hit all 50 st-, – which, I mean, I've, I've had that for the last couple years. But I was like, Alaska's the last one. And, uh, yeah, I finally got to hit it. And not only that, I've wanted – I really wanted to drive it. And a couple times I was like, this might have to be a trip I got to fly and do. Like, I was like, I don't know how much time I can get off work. I don't know how expensive it's going to be to, like, drive, like, gas-wise and stuff like that, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, fucking not cheap at all. I'll be paying that off for a while, but uh, totally worth it. But, I mean, I got to do it on my own terms and actually drive it. You know, I didn't have to settle and fly, which, I mean, you know, I'm I'm not going to bitch. If I had to fly there, I still get to go to Alaska. But uh, getting to drive there is what I wanted to do. So, I mean, after this, like, long-ass journey, very few showers, you know, sleeping in my car all week through Canada, just eating whatever fucking junk food or whatever I could find, um, you know, seeing that, like, you know, the Alaska sign was uh, just absolutely amazing. I had to get out. And, you know, I really don't do that either. For all the – hitting all 50 states, I'm not one of those people. Sometimes you'll see – not even sometimes. You see a lot of people, like – with the selfies out outside of like the welcome to California sign or welcome to Nevada or where, wherever you are, you get what I'm saying. And I really don't do that. I have like a handful of times I've probably done that. I, I'm just not one who really, I see the signs and I get stoked, but I don't like stop and like document it. But this time I did this one. I'm like, all right, I got to stop. And uh, yeah, I took a picture with the uh, welcome to Alaska sign and uh, then kept on driving through. And I, I spent most of my time. So I spent a week in Alaska, which is not, long enough that I got, I got to tell you right off the bat, 
a week. I didn't see half of it. That state is massive. I could not believe. I knew it was big. But again, it's kind of like where people tell you like a lot of Canada is desolate. I got to see it for myself. I just maybe I'm stubborn. Maybe I just don't trust people. I don't know. But I got to see it for myself. And uh, I mean, Alaska is just so goddamn huge. But uh, most of my time was spent kind of in the middle of it. So my first uh, real destination, I uh, I drove to uh, uh, Anchorage. And that's where I spent. I spent a good like two and a half days there. Maybe eh, probably maybe a full three and uh, kind of uses like a home base and then went down to uh, Homer, Alaska and uh, then up to like Fairbanks and the stuff that way. But like, I mean, if you look at a map of uh, Alaska, I mean, that's pretty, pretty central. Um, they were having storms and stuff, though, like more west. So I kind of also thought maybe I shouldn't go uh, too far west. So I, I, I mean, I stayed there. And again, like I had very like my biggest plans, like, well, I'm going to go to Anchorage for those. That was when I got the hotel. I'm like, I go to Anchorage. I'll get a hotel for two nights. You know, I'll shower. I'll plan some stuff out. But like, that was my main objective getting into Alaska. And then once I got there, it's like, I'll find out what they got in Anchorage and what's going on and everything. You know, we'll go find the vegan food. We'll go find the record stores. We'll go find cool shit to see. And, uh, it really wasn't hard to do. Uh, Anchorage was a pretty cool city. It's not, it's not a super large city. I mean, it's the, it's the biggest city in all of Alaska. And I want to say they have like 200,000 something people, if I'm not mistaken, maybe it was like 275. But, um, I mean, honestly, like the first day, cause a lot of times I'll go through a city and just kind of start driving around and kind of see where I'll go, you know, take a direction somewhere. Like maybe, maybe I'll put my GPS to like the city center, but once I get there, it's just like, all right, fuck it, turn it off and kind of drive around and see what you see. But like, I would say, I mean, after a couple hours of driving around, I started looping and I mean, it didn't even take a couple hours, but like that thing where you start looping and even like connecting the city and go, Oh, I see where I'm at. If I take a left, I'll go back to this. Or if I go here, you know, like it didn't, it didn't take long to, uh, you know, and, and again, like with any city, I mean, that you're still going to, I'm sure there's pockets of things that I, that I've missed and stuff, but like, the main, you know, the main gist of it and stuff I got, I got pretty quick, but, uh, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. There was, uh, there was definitely some good vegan food as far as record stores. There was actually, I only found one and I'm sure there's more than one in all of Alaska, but there can't be many. I'm trying to remember the, uh, I feel like an idiot. I have, I even bought a shirt from there. I'm picking up my phone right now as I, I'm buying myself time by yapping, but I have to remember the name of this place. Cause it was, you gotta, you gotta get props to like the one record store in, in, uh, in Anchorage at least. And I didn't really look much in Fairbanks. Maybe there's like one, like, cause again, a couple other cities. So, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's some other stuff. Okay. There we go. Obsession records is what it's called. And a great little record store in uh, Anchorage. And I mean, literally, I, I mean, again, unless I was missing them somewhere. And I mean, if you want to get technical, I'm sure there was like, you know, one of like a half price books or something around that, that had like a CD selection or something, but like, that's the only record store that I could find. And, uh, I mean, being, being a record store connoisseur, you gotta stop at the uh, only one. So obsession records, one of my, uh, one of my stops there, I didn't buy a whole lot. And, uh, I just, I don't know, vinyl also, I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta watch how much stuff you bring back too. Cause like, if you're living in the back of your vehicle, I mean, you know, I have space, but you only have so much space. So it's like, you know, buying, buying 30 records really is not a great idea for things like that. So I really, I'll get CD heavy when I travel really. Cause the other thing too, is if I'm traveling and say I hit like the West coast in the summer or wherever that it's really hot, it's like, 
yeah, I don't want a bunch. Of, I don't want to spend hundreds of dollars on records and then they become warped or something because I'm, you know, I'm driving around with them in the back in the heat. So, you know, I, I kind of become, I kind of stick to like CDs and stuff. Plus, CDs are nice because the other thing about this trip is, uh, you know, and I mean, I knew it anyways, but like a lot of those parts of of uh, Canada and Alaska, you know, definitely not weird to not have a phone reception or internet. So, I mean, as far as streaming things go. You're not really doing that. You kind of have whatever's on your phone or the CDs. I I, I have a, a 2000, my car's 2006, so I got a CD player, baby. And, uh, you know, so so it's nice. That's the other thing is, like, it's kind of nice because you have that, that, like, newfound or old found, you know, refound appreciation for CDs in, in those capacities because it's like, you know, you can't get on spot. Like, even Bandcamp, like, if you don't have the, them downloaded, like, you know, you can't even get on your Bandcamp sometimes and listen to things. So it's like, it's whatever you have saved on your phone or whatever CDs you have. So thankfully I, I was picking up CDs, um, on the trip and did, did have those, but like you, you really get into like, like fastball, their new record, the deep end, uh, really, really good. I, I had Tony Scalzo on the show earlier this year, but it was right before they were releasing it and they put out their soundtrack EP, which is four songs off it. It's like a 10 song record. So, I mean, it is almost half the record, but, uh, you know, like that was one that I just listened to, a ton, you know, it's like, you can't, you know, I mean, if you want to download some podcasts or something, you know, which you got to, again, you got to think of that ahead of time, you know? So it's like, if I did find a, a, a city or something, it's like, I might sit there for a minute and uh, download some podcasts or like, you know, just, just think out what I want to listen to and stuff. But like, you know, those CDs and stuff, I'm telling you, they come in handy and same with whatever uh, albums you've saved on your phone. But uh, yeah, like that, that fastball one is one I, I uh, definitely listened to a, uh, a ton, but you know, that that's like, again, like I love, you know, I don't really need a whole lot of reasons to like the dollar binner record store, but you know, if you drive around and stuff, you grab it and it's like, Hey, maybe I'll find, you know, I got time to listen to these, you know? So the same way, like when people send you recommendations, it's like, hell, I mean, you know, I got hours. So, I mean, I, I'd almost be a jerk not to uh, listen to some of this stuff, but, uh, yeah, going, going through Anchorage, cool record store, cool, uh, got some cool places to eat, met a few cool people, and uh, found some neat, even like city parks and stuff like that. I mean, just gorgeous. But I mean, Alaska as a whole is just like, it's one of those states where it's like, you really don't even have to be in a specific place. Like wherever you are is probably gorgeous. I mean, even in the city, it's like, you just, you look at the landscape around you and go like, oh my God, like it's, you know, Utah, Utah is like that a lot in my opinion, where I, and I don't know that I would ever live in Utah or not. I'm not sure about that, but like, it is one of the gorgeous, the most gorgeous states in uh in the country and it's one of those things where even if you're like in the middle of salt lake city you're just you're surround you can be in a strip mall but i mean you look past that strip mall you have mountains surrounding you like it's just it's like almost it's just pretty without trying you know what i mean it's just your your surroundings are gorgeous and alaska's like that i mean it was everywhere i went up there was just you know absolutely beautiful and going i gotta say too going in september i i'll pat myself on the back here was a great time to see alaska because Tourist season was over. It, I really went nowhere where it was uh, very busy, you know, not not at all. And uh, but on top of that, it's before weather gets really bad. Like I really there there was snow on top of mountains. Like when I went to like Denali, like I mean there was like snow on top of mountains and shit you could see. But like that's about it. It didn't snow any day I was there. And uh, I mean there are a couple times I was wearing shorts. Like I mean it, the rest of it was kind of like hoodie weather. Like nothing. Uh, Nothing crazy in the least. So, I mean, September and the fall foliage, too. The fall foliage 
was like so beautiful. And it's just, it's one of those things where, I mean, I get it. Alaska has seasons, but I, I, I always looked at Alaska just like I always thought of California before I went there. I assumed all of California was Southern California. And that's just not true. I mean, if you actually go to California, it, you know, it, it, the entire thing, in fact, does not look like Southern California. And, uh, you know, Alaska, I was thinking of it just being really cold and snowing and, you know, I mean, being dark for hours and hours or being light for hours and hours, like, you know, just things like that. The things you think of before you actually get there. And then I go and it was just totally different from what I was expecting. And, uh, I couldn't ask for a better time to be there. Like it, it even like Denali, Denali is a, uh, a really good example of that. I mean, that was definitely one of my favorite places I hit. And one of the coolest things is it was like a week after uh, the season ended. So, I mean, you know, again, the weather's not ungodly. It was still great hiking. Actually, it's better. I would say I prefer uh, fall hiking over summer because it's just, it's not so hot. You know what I mean? You're not, you're not having the sun beat down on you. If you're, uh, you know, if you don't have a canopy around you and stuff, it, you know, you're not getting that really, really hot weather. So, like, I prefer the fall hiking, but going there, and then also they left a campground open. They don't leave all of them open, but they leave one campground open is first come, first serve for free. So, I mean, they're, I guess, Camp at Denali, like, not in not in just a, a rest stop down the road or, like, something like that. Like, an actual bona fide nice campground and uh, camp there for free. And uh, the next day got up and it, like, I want to say, like, 30 miles in it was like mile marker maybe like 30 it, it was like somewhere around that they closed the road so after that if you want to keep going which i mean you, you really just got in there um i mean it's mostly dirt roads and it's not it's very winding and stuff it's not a you know you're not you're not going 70 miles an hour on these roads so i mean even going say 30 miles in is going to take you a minute but like once you once you get to uh this this spot there's a big old parking lot and outhouses and all that stuff and uh, you, know, you just parked there and then got out where they closed off the road and you can you can hike it, you can bike it, whatever. There's no cars besides uh, there. There was one or two park rangers. I did see one car the, the rest of the time, like on the on the part where there was no driving the whole time I saw the, the I don't even know how many hours I was walking it. Um, definitely at least three, maybe four hours I was out there hiking it. But um, yeah, I saw one one ranger drove. Uh, I mean, he didn't even stop or anything. He was just driving through for something. But, uh, I mean, what an amazing way to see it. Like, it was way better than, you know, having to have cars either behind you or in front of you or driving and have to worry about bikers on the road or anything like that. It was amazing to just get to walk it and just, you know, just view it. And it was just, like, nice and quiet. Like, there were people there, but it was so spread out that you would see a group and then you wouldn't see anyone else for a half hour, maybe longer. I mean, there were stretches where I really... I saw no one for a long amount of time. I mostly saw people. It was, it's one of those things too, where it thins out, you know, the further you go, like the closer you are to the beginning of where the roads closed, you got more people, but the further you start going, you're not, you're not seeing anyone, but there are, there were bears. That was the funny thing is once I got there, like as I was going and I mean, it, it was very, you know, I mean, as you should, it's common courtesy, but still, it's very nice that a bunch of people, like as you're walking it, they're kind of stopping and like different and they weren't together. Like just this, that, you know, everyone's like, Hey, heads up you know, there's a bear down that way and stuff. It's like, he was, he was far enough away. He's not on the trail, but, uh, he is there and stuff. And, you know, I mean, I, I kept going, but it's like, you know, as more people tell you, while you, you do appreciate it, you just start going, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't like, you know, it's like after, after six people go, Hey, there's a bear down there. You're like, God damn, there's a bear down there. But, uh, once I got there, I did see him. He maybe saw me, but he was like out, you know, it's hard. It's hard to be out in the open. Like this bear was, 
and not be seen. I mean, it's a big ass fuzzball, you know, going, going across like a stream. So it's like, it was, it was quite easy for me to see him. And, uh, thankfully he was far away. Cause I, I must say, I, I, not that I want to die this way, but I hike a lot. A lot of times I'll go do, you know, solo hiking. I got no problem with that. If I'm traveling somewhere and I go buy a cool ass place to go hike, I'm not going to go, Oh, I'm, I'm here by myself. I better not go do it. I go hike fucking probably places I shouldn't hike, <laughs> but, uh, you know, with, uh, with bears, I mean, that's always, that's always my fear. It's like a bear will fucking kick your ass. Like, I, I don't think I have to tell anybody this. So, uh, I'm always a little weary of bears. Won't, won't lie. I've never had two, never really any bad encounters. Like uh, not on the Blue Ridge Parkway. Once I, I was feet away from like a, a cub that was like on the side of the trail, but, uh, the cub went running. But the thing with that, that worried me is if the cubs there, you got to assume the mother is around somewhere. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm minding my own business. I'm, I'm no threat, but they don't know that. And, uh, I don't really want to come in between a cub and a mama bear. So, you know, there, there's things like that, that definitely crossed my mind. So as, as people are telling me that I was like, fuck, maybe, maybe, uh, I'm going to die in Denali today. And, uh, you know, maybe, maybe ratings would have went up for, uh, for this show I was talking about, you know, I, I blame me, uh, going away from months on end traveling to a, why, why maybe we're not more popular, but uh, maybe maybe what it really is is I just haven't been mauled by a bear yet in Denali, and uh, that's that's all it takes. And then the show just skyrockets. It, it just you know there won't be new ones. There'll be no new episodes. But you know the 120 will uh, will be great. They're like you ever you ever you know that guy who got mauled by a bear? He interviewed John Doe once. So uh, so yeah. But but that didn't happen. I'm I'm back here now. But Denali was definitely a uh, a highlight of Alaska. And, uh, that was another one I spent, I spent like, you know, I got there a day, hung out a little, went camping in Denali, got up the next day, did that hike where the road was closed, took some pictures and stuff, and then went on my uh, merry little way. And, uh, then to Fairbanks and I, I'm in, I am an idiot because Fairbanks and most of Alaska, but Fairbanks is like an amazing place to see the Northern lights. And for some reason I had misread that September was not the time for Northern Lights up there. It was not a good time for it. It wasn't. It wasn't until November. I was convinced that I had because that was the one thing I was like, I don't. My birthday's in November, but I didn't want to go to Alaska in November because I'm like, you really don't know the weather. It'd be a lot more unpredictable. You know, I, I I rather September where it's still you know somewhat in that in that in between. You know, maybe summer weather not totally, but it it ain't winter yet. So, uh, you know, not going to have November, but the one thing I was like, damn, I won't be able to see uh, Northern lights. And like, as I was leaving Fairbanks was like my last place. I hung out there for the night and, uh, just went and did some stuff again. Just kind of hung around the city. Not a huge, that place way smaller. Fairbanks has like 39,000 people, but they do have some cool stuff too. Cause there's also the colleges there and kind of has that, uh, you know, kind of college town vibe, even though it's bigger than a town. But, um, you know, you get the cool shit a lot of times when you go somewhere, even if it's smaller, if there's a college there, you'll find cool coffee shops or, you know, I ain't find record stores there, but you find cool record stores and uh, different stuff like that. If, if you can't tell, those are, those are things I, in any city, I'm sure I've said it on here before, but vegan food and record stores are like, are, are two of the biggest things I look for when I, uh, when I go to a city. And, uh, if you don't have good ones, I don't, I don't know that I want to be in your city, but anyways, um, spending time in Fairbanks and then finding out like, as I'm leaving on a, where would it be? I think I left on a Sunday or Monday and realizing that actually, in fact, you can definitely see the Northern lights there in September. 
And like the day I I'd left in the daytime, but had I stayed that night, um, I looked later with the Aurora forecast and it was, it was a fucking good, what I'm saying is I really fucked up and missed seeing the Northern lights, which I, I want to see so badly. And, uh, you know, I was so convinced I, I truly had myself convinced. So I looked up, I'm like, no, not till November. Like I, I'm not really gonna be able to see him. So I didn't even waste my time really like looking into it farther. And, uh, and I done messed up, but, uh, yeah, Fairbanks, Fairbanks was cool. You know, a little, little place just kind of hung around and did that stuff. And then, uh, started heading back and, uh, you know, on the way though, there wasn't like anything really definitive that I stopped at, but I mean, you just, it, it's so gorgeous. It's the same with Canada where like, even those parts where there's not a lot to do, I mean, you'll just be driving and there's like this massive lake or something on the side of the road. And there's these great pull-offs and like these trails and stuff. You'll find the coolest shit in the middle of nowhere, really. So like a lot of times I'll just do that too. So after Fairbanks, I'm like for the rest of the time, I'm just like, I would just find random things on the drive back, you know, whether, whether to stop to take pictures or, you know, hike two miles in and see what I see. Like you just find that stuff on the side of the road. And uh, I, I think that's what's fun. That's the same thing with uh, like the North Shore in uh, Minnesota or, or the, uh, the coast again, the West coast, just driving, driving the Pacific coast highway. It's like, I mean, you know, you have big Sur and you have the redwoods and you have, you have all these like, you know, up in, uh, up in a, uh, Washington too. I mean, you have like Olympic national forest. I mean, one of my all time fair national forests. I mean, you know, there's places with like defined trails and stuff like that, but honestly, some of the most beautiful things I've seen and some of the best hikes I've ever had were unmarked. Just like you see a foot trail, on the side of the road, like just, you go like, where the fuck does that lead? And like, it leads you up the side of a hill. And all of a sudden you have the best view of the Pacific ocean that you've ever seen. Like, you know, not, not on, not on like a, a trail where like everybody talks about it and you know, you go there and the parking lot is full and there's just, you know, a hundred people there and there's hikers right behind you up your ass. There's hikers right in front of you who are going very slow. And, uh, and I'm a fast walker. I, I'm not, I just have long legs. I never realized I walked that fast until people started bitching about me walking fast. And at some point in my twenties, I went, Oh, everyone tells me that I am six, five though. So I have long legs. So like, I move fast, not even intentionally, but like I just take long, you know what I mean? Like my my legs take me further. So like I I hate that where like cuz then I you don't want to be up behind someone. Like you, you don't want to be up someone else's ass when they're hiking somewhere, but like you also don't want to like it's also, you know, you don't want to like rush past them or try like, you know, speed walking past them. You know what I mean? It's almost like it's almost like driving on the highway and it's like you go to you go get in the other lane to speed up and pass them and they start walking faster. Now you look like a dumbass who's like walking on their side, you know, like just, just things like that. You know, I guess it's me overthinking, uh, busy trailheads and stuff. But anyways, the best stuff you see is like on the side of the road, unmarked, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's name for places by locals and stuff, but you're probably not going to find it if you Google search it, you know? So I did, I did a lot of that as well. Same with, uh, going from Anchorage down to Homer and, uh, down to the Homer spit and everything. I mean, that was so beautiful, but, uh, and I'm, I'm blanking on the name. You go through a national forest. It starts with a C and, uh, it's like right outside of Anchorage and takes you most of the way down to Homer. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was just fucking gorgeous, but it was the same thing. Like there was like, like there was like a beluga watch place where you could park on the side of the, uh, highway and, you know, apparently watch for belugas and stuff. And I mean, like, that's cool, but it was extremely busy. If you just went like, I don't know, 2000 feet further down the highway. And then like on the left side of the road, 
there was like a pull off that looks like nothing. Like it's almost, you would almost not see it unless you know it's there. And, uh, I stopped at it and like climbed up the side and got the most amazing, like fuck where everyone was at the Beluga watch place. I had a way more beautiful view, way like, you know, a couple hundred feet higher than the rest of them. Now I saw no belugas, but it's the same. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that if you go to the beluga watch place or like a trail called the moose trail, which I I've done. And guess what? The, whatever it's named, you're not going to see it. There's too many fucking people there. Like there, there's not, it's like going to agate beach on the North shore. Guess what? You will not find any agates because everybody's going there to find agates. Like that's not the place you're going to find them. Everyone's going to that. The mooses aren't going to the moose trail because there's too many people on it, you know? So you got to kind of find those alternatives. And, uh, I, I would like to think I'm fairly good at that. So I did a lot of that too. That's the other thing when not planning too much ahead. I'm like, I can find a national forest and like, you know, you just drive around a little bit, you will find cool stuff. Like, and you know, maybe, maybe it's not the, the headline trailer, the biggest one everyone knows, but you'll find some really neat stuff in there. So, uh, I, I did a lot of that for that week in Alaska. Like, again, I, I had some plans, but like so much of my week was just kind of like, what do I want to do this day? Like, what do I feel like doing today? Um, but simply like, it was so amazing. Like, I mean, it, it was, I mean, one, it felt great to hit 50 States, but like just going up there, it is, it is so beautiful. Like I, I, everyone should go check out Alaska. And, uh, if you have the chance to, I mean, I would still say drive it. Even if you don't, my, my whole thing, I I've said it, I've said now to everyone, I think what I would probably do next time you, you I mean, if you want to go there, you say I drive through Canada and there's some beautiful places to see in Canada. But what I think I'd probably do is if I was starting in New York again, probably drive all the way through Washington state here and then go up through uh, British Columbia, you know, go hit Vancouver and all that and go up, which it's still a couple days drive. You will still spend a few days in Canada. Like you'll still see the Yukon. You'll still see British Columbia. Like there's still stuff to see, but, uh, you know, maybe, maybe I don't have to drive all the way through, um, you know, Canada again, but who knows? I I've, I've said that before and done trips like that again. So I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say, I will never drive, you know, that, that extent through Canada again. I mean, I still love Canada too. I mean, the, the, when I did hit cities and stuff, it was, uh, it was very cool. I finally got to eat poutine as well. I'm a, I'm a vegetarian. So I, I really, most places I can't, but apparently Harvey's the fast food place up there, their, uh, their poutine, the gravy in it was vegetarian. And, uh, that was some good stuff. I mean, I, I guess really I had all those things separately, but, uh, mixed together, really delicious, nice, nice, uh, cuisine there. And, uh, yeah, did, did that. And, uh, definitely on the way back to driving back through, uh, Canada, when I was coming back, I went through Washington. So I did hit Vancouver and all that just went down through British Columbia into Washington. And, uh, again, at this point where I was about a week away. So it was like working out, I was getting to Washington and I had about a week to get back home. And, uh, and this is where things turn. This is, this is where things turn in the trip. Everything like honestly, and even now with that, with everything that happened, like was really, one of the most amazing trips I've ever taken. Like I, it was so much fun, but I get to Washington and I decide to hit up my boss at WRFA cause he's so damn cool. I'm like, can I take a fourth week? Like, is there any way I could take a fourth week off of work? I, uh, I pre-recorded a good amount of stuff. So like really, even though I wasn't there, a lot of stuff was still airing. We had new episodes and stuff. Now the power cord hour, but my other shows and, uh, he was cool that he's like, yeah, go ahead. I have family in uh, California. I was like, I'm going to go surprise them and visit them. It was like another, I don't know, 12, 13 hour drive, which 
I mean, the drive at, the, at that point, 13 hours isn't shit. I'm just like, whatever. I'm gonna go down there and surprise them. And uh, went down to Sacramento and uh, was originally gonna be there like four days and then drive drive the rest of the way back. I, I knew I was gonna go back to Minneapolis and hang out and do a couple other things. But uh, I got I got to Sacramento and it was like I don't know. I was probably there a day and a half, maybe two days. And I kind of, I don't know, I kind of had a bad vibe when I got there. Like, there was just something, I don't know what it was, but uh, I mean, I've been to Sacramento a million times. It's not like a new place I go and I, like, I don't, I feel funny about this place. It's just like, I don't know, I had a, I had a bad feeling for some reason. And uh, I was going to get some Jim Boy's tacos uh, one afternoon. Actually, it was October 1st, so we're, we're that far in. I, I, left, uh, I left town September 9th, and uh, yeah, now we're October 1st, so I've been gone for a while. But uh, yeah, I'm going to get Jim Boy's tacos in a, in quite a traffic jam, and uh, some lady in a Mercedes Benz comes up, fucking rear ends me so hard, she pushes me in the car in front of me, and uh, just like wrecks. I mean, you know, she she hit me in the back, and my bumper and stuff got fucked up, but really the front of my car got fucked up when she threw me into the uh, into the truck in front of me, and my car is not moving super great after that. It ain't moving fast. It's not in. It is not in the capacity to uh, chase someone down, but she backs up. I mean, she really had a very good out here. She backed up probably like three feet and uh, took a right, just bolted down, bolted down a street. And uh, I mean, her car got fucked up because uh, there were pieces after. I mean, she, her wheel well was still there, a part of her light, like her car did get fucked up. But uh, yeah, her apparently not bad enough where uh, she could still like bolt down the street. So got me into a little hit and run there which uh definitely not not what you want. And again, like I'm driving a 2006 and uh it's a it, I'm mean, very reliable car. I definitely would have driven it to Alaska had it not been, but still, it's a 2006 with almost 200,000 miles on it. Like in your head you're still like, well shit, something could go wrong on the trip. Like there's always that really any car you drive though. I mean, I, I've had enough I've had enough problems on drives and trips where it's like you really you you can't predict like yeah if you know you have a bad radiator well yeah you could probably guess something might happen but like there's so many things where you can plot and plan all you want but accidents or you know a flat tire or something is just going to happen whether you know it's, it's not really in your power most of the time and uh and the same with this though it's so funny I and mean, I drove it all the way from New York to Alaska then down to California like thousands and thousands of miles ran great the whole time, gave me zero problems. And then, and then that happened. Now, I mean, I, I will, you got, I guess you got to look at the positive of everything. I mean, at least it did happen like three, four blocks away from my aunt's house. So while I was trying to figure all this shit out, I did have a free place to crash and I had a place to put my car. So, I mean, you know, much rather it happened there than, uh, in the middle of nowhere or even like a city where I don't know anyone. And it's like, all right, I guess I gotta go find a hotel or something, you know, once, once my car goes in the shop, but uh, yeah, that became <laughs> then my trip took a uh, a turn. Cause the other thing too, I got liability on my car. Like, yeah, I probably should have thought it out a little more. Even even not full coverage, I probably should have had something else on it. But I got liability on the car. That's that's what I have. And uh, I mean, I got I got to say though, with the hit and run, I saw it was a Mercedes. She had a I saw it was a woman. I saw her vanity plate. It was something like misbehaving. You know, a variation of that. It wasn't you know obviously not spelled out exactly like that. But yeah, some asshole in a BMW with a fucking vanity plate, and uh, it happened right under city cameras. Like there were, there's a traffic cam and a city cam right where it happened. It was like right by the interstate. She was like, she was just an exit away from the interstate. On uh, if if you know Sacramento, think where Yum Yum Donuts is 
on a, I can't think of the name of it, but that's what I always think of. Cause I'm normally over there to go yum, yum donuts. Um, but the, it's, you get right on the interstate right there and, uh, and it goes towards, uh, oh my God, I don't know. I, I can't, I think Fruit Ridge Road it is. I don't know. There, there's That's where Jim Boy's Tacos, the one I was going to, across the street from Dutch Brothers. I'm getting real I'm getting real local here for all the Sacramento listeners. But uh, yeah, going that way. And she went down 33rd uh, Avenue. But I mean, there was, there there were, I had parts of her car. Like there, there were different things, including just the vanity plate itself where, you know, look at, I'm, I don't work for insurance. I'm not a fucking cop. But it seemed like they could have done more, but not not so much. This is, I guess, the liability things more than the insurance. But like, Progressive couldn't give a shit the second they saw I had liability. Like very, like he calls, like I was in a hit run, this and that, and, they, and then they pulled it up and see a liability. And again, I get I have liability. I get I'm not getting anything for that. That's not the point. But like any form of help of like, hey, can you access this? Hey, could you look up? I have this vanity plate. They wouldn't do a goddamn thing. And we're kind of assholes about it, honestly. Not every, I won't say everybody, but uh, most people I talked to there were like shitty about it. And it's just like, I mean, you got to put yourself, it's like, I, you know, I just spent all my money going to Alaska. I'm on the other side of the country, not knowing where to get home. My car's fucked and can't drive. It's like, if in any way you can help with this, you know, evidence I have in just looking up this information, they want to do a thing. And then, yeah, the piece of shit cops out there. I mean, fucking not a, not a thing, not a, uh, they, they couldn't give less of a fuck like, you know, and again, I don't really know. I was expecting, including you talk to everyone out there. Like, yeah, good luck in the Sacramento police department to do anything for you. And, uh, you know, again, I really wasn't expecting much, but like it, it was even beyond, like, it wasn't even pretending like, you know what I mean? Not even like just blowing smoke up your ass. It's just like, basically, yeah, we're not going to do anything about this. And it's like, I don't know. It's a, it's a shitty situation, you know, it, uh, definitely not what I needed at the end of it. But again, I guess you got to kind of look at the positive of uh, things. And I mean, I was in Sacramento, goddamn, like two weeks and some change. I mean, again, I was supposed to be there four days. I had to be in there a while. Cause, uh, again, this is all coming out of pocket and I have to find a body shop. I have to find, you know, and my, my car was pretty fucked. I think, I don't know if there's any pictures on anything, maybe on our Instagram. I guess you have to go look, or maybe even our, I think I'm on our Twitter. I might've posted a picture of my car. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. You can find a picture of it. I mean, it was, it was pretty fucked up mostly in the front end, but at the back end as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just, and just trying to find a place I could afford to, again, it's coming out of pocket. I mean, I, I had saved up to go to Alaska, but basically everything I saved went into going to Alaska. So by the time I'm in California, I'm already like, all right, I had enough money to get me home. And it's like, no bullshitting. It's like, I'm just gonna get home now. And, uh, yeah, after all that, but I had a place to crash and slowly, but surely st- it's still not in perfect shape. I mean, cosmetically, it's still definitely fucked up, but I got it mechanically good enough where, uh, it got me cross country. I mean, shout out to my car. Cause that thing, even after getting fucked up and even after taking me to Alaska back down to California, um, even with all that shit, it, it then got me even after getting rear-ended everything, then it got me back cross country and no problems, no issues at all. So, uh, I mean, shout out to my vehicle. It's a little power horse. We are, we're almost at two. It, I almost thought we were gonna hit 200,000 on the trip, but uh, I was just a little under, I started the trip with like 187, I think on the car, like 187,000 miles. And then at the end of it, I had 199,000 and, uh, I'm slowly but surely getting towards that 200, 
But uh, yeah, so I mean that that was a huge part. Like again, I mean I knew we were going to be off air for like three four weeks, but we ended up being off way way long. I mean it's I'm recording this right now on October 26th, and again the last episode came out. Uh, what did I say? Like September 9th, I think our uh, last podcast came out. So it has definitely been a while. But uh, I was missing doing the show. That's the other thing too is, you know, in the beginning of it you don't mind it. You're like, I'm take a couple weeks off. It's like, it, it's a nice little break. You know, you get rejuvenated. You think about who you want to interview next and what you want to do with the show and all that. But then you start including like, I'm sitting in Sacramento and so much was just sitting there twiddling, twiddling my thumbs. I mean, you know, I, I didn't have a car and uh, everything was so fucking expensive and I was broke where it's like, I'm just mostly sitting here. Like it wasn't time to like go enjoy myself and go rent a car and like go up to San Francisco or go do this and that. It was like, fuck, I'm broke and I got to sit here till this car's ready. And uh, yeah, so mostly uh, doing that, but like really, really missing doing the show. You're like, you know, you, you, you get away for it for a while and you're like, oh, this is nice. But if you're gone too long, it's like, oh yeah, fuck, I miss doing this. So, uh, I mean, it's great. It is great to be back now. And, uh, I've already done one radio show. We did it last, uh, Friday and then we'll have the Halloween special actually this week, which I'm really excited for, but, and I missed all those fiend club Fridays. It's October. And normally, uh, every Friday on the radio show, it's fiend club Friday. So we play some misfits and I finally got to do one last week and I did play like five misfit songs to kind of, uh, compensate for the uh, last couple weeks absence. But I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to uh, do the Halloween episode, but, uh, yeah, I mean, crazy to like get back to it. This is, this is, I mean, Maybe, maybe this is different from the radio show. Hopefully this is like coherent and not me just rambling forever. I know we're getting to about an hour now, but, um, you know, it's, it's fun to actually be back at it. And, uh, same with, you know, obviously no interview for this one, but I did an interview for, uh, arts on fire yesterday with someone down at a WRFA and uh, just a real quick, simple, like 10 minute interview, you know, not, not like one of my, like my two hour interviews or anything like that. But, uh, you know, even just shaking off the rust of that where you're like, you know, you, you don't do it for a while and you like jump back into it. It's a uh, wild, but I, I think that went well as uh, well. And I tell you right now too, I mean, I'm really enjoying just, uh, getting, getting back here, talking about my trip and all that with, uh, all of you. Hopefully, hopefully this is, uh, you know, there's something enjoyable in here, uh, listening to it all. I mean, I know it's also broad strokes, I mean, being gone that long, you know, not, not reading out of my, uh, my diary, giving you my, uh, my day to day or anything. But, uh, I will say after the car got fixed up and I started heading back, I mean, I, I just was fucking, I was just driving like from, from Sacramento until I got back to Minneapolis. It was just driving is just, I mean, as quick as I could, like there wasn't, you know, real quick stops, sleep for like four hours, get back up, you know, eat, eat whatever you can find somewhere. Like, you know, not even really sit down. It's just like, go find something, shove it in your mouth, keep going, like, just keep fucking going. And, uh, yeah, road dogged it to a, uh, back to Minneapolis. And, uh, this, you know, I gotta say it was so, it was so nice to get to go hang out with my friends again. It was just a palate cleanser for all the bad shit in uh, Sacramento. So I gotta do that. And then Greg Eklund, who we've had on the show twice, uh, former cl- or former, uh, Everclear drummer, drummer in the Ulas, put out his, uh, solo record muffled tears last year. It was one of my favorite records of 2021, like all that stuff. I, uh, went and hung out with him which uh, was really cool because, like, I mean, I know he's in Minneapolis, but, like, you know, I don't want to be that guy who, like, hits up my – like, we always get along. I mean, you you can go listen. There's hours of us talking, and, uh, you know, we chat from time to time. But, like, you know, I'm not going to be like, hey, dude, like, can I come over? Can we hang out or this or that? Like, I'm not going to be that guy. But, uh, you know, he's like, hey, you want to hang out? I'm like, absolutely. So, uh, you know, got to hang out with him, and it's just – I mean, it's insane because, like, again, we've done phoners, and, like, I talk to him and stuff, but, like – to hang out in person with someone who 
I mean, I, I was telling like so much for the Afterglow, Everclear put out when I was like four. And I mean, those songs were all over the radio. They were all over MTV, like from then, and then kept only getting bigger. So it's like from like age four to, you know, age 29 now, I mean, my whole life, basically, I mean, hearing the guy on the radio, seeing him on TV, I mean, he's one of my favorite guests. So, I mean, definitely surreal. Like I'm like sitting there hanging out with him also like hanging out almost in my own stomping grounds, not too far away from my old apartment in Minneapolis. And just like, we even went and drank at a place that, uh, I had always wanted to go that I I'd never checked out while I was there. I was always like, I should go check out that place. And I was like, I never did. And they were like, that we ended up going there. And it was like, oh, cool. Like, let me get to hang out with you. I got to go to a place that like back in 2019, I don't know how many times I'd drive by it going, oh shit, I should go there sometime. So uh, it was very nice. But I mean, just getting, getting to hang out with him and uh, talk music and just everything else and hear more about his documentary. I mean, you can go listen to that. We've, we've talked about the documentary. It's not out yet, but uh, he was showing me some behind the scenes stuff. And it looks really cool. You know, I don't I don't think he has any like set release dates or anything like that, but you know, keep keep an eye on it for sure. I mean, Greg Eklund's on, you know, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all that. And I would definitely keep tabs on him. I mean, once it's out, we'll definitely have him back on. But uh I'm excited for what he does with that. So getting to hang out with him and my other friends in Minneapolis a second time. And I was there that time I was there for a shorter amount. I got there Friday night and stayed until Monday. So that was like a day less than my first one. But again, like I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't have any set plans right this second, but like, I think I'm going back to Minneapolis eventually. Like, I mean, unless a job or something takes me somewhere else, like maybe, but like I probably end up back in Minneapolis. Like I just love the twin cities. There's just, there's just something about it. I, I love it up there. So it's like, I don't, I don't know that I see another place for uh that I that I fit in as well as I do up there. So I could definitely see myself back there. But yeah, getting to hang out with Greg and uh when I was done there, heading back the other one again, gotta have those palate cleansers after my car getting fucked up. I got to go hang out in Chicago. It was so nice too. Like I kinda love these. A truly quick hang with my buddy Ben Perlstein, who I've definitely talked about on this show. He played bass in the Benjamins, the drive through records band, which if you go listen to the top five drive through records, uh I won't say where it's on there. But their album, The Art of Disappointment, one of my all-time favorite releases from Drive Through Records. And again, I don't spoil where it's at on there, but I if you go listen to that, you'll be able to tell how much I fucking love that record. But uh, a great dude to me. He used to be in Man Planet. He has some cool uh, stuff going on right now, which uh, I'll put some links to in the uh, in the podcast notes because uh, he's doing some stuff with uh, with his brother. They're called the Rexley Brothers. They're, uh, they got some stuff on Bandcamp and then also a band called Squibbers that uh he did actually with John Philip also of the Benjamins so it's like the uh it's basically the rhythm section of the Benjamins uh doing it's it's kind of like I'm not a I'm not a big Grateful Dead guy but they do Grateful Dead but it's like you know from from people who are like from the punk rock world and uh and don't get me wrong I mean really good musicianship I don't mean it like they've like dumb songs down to like three chord punk but it it, it are it's these people who understand three chord punk and things like that and are doing these songs like they did a really impressive job so I definitely I'll put I'll put links in the description. You should go listen to those as well as the Benjamins and Manplin and all that. I mean, Ben's done a bunch. Um, I mean, also manager of Tommy Stinson for a while. I believe he tour managed that Replacements reunion tour when uh, when they were doing that. I know he uh, worked with Modest Yahoo for years, like a direct hit, a bunch of Screeching Weasel, a bunch of bands, like just just tons. Like you know, cool guy, cool guy. Has done stuff for Riot Fest, all that. And, uh, and that was the last time I, I, I mean, I've kept tabs with him. We've talked, but like the last time I saw him in person 
was last time I hung out with him Chicago in 2017, uh, like the day after uh, Jawbreaker reunited Riot Fest. And uh, I ran into him at the Jawbreaker documentary the following day. And then we hung out. I stayed at his house and we hung out. And I mean, that's not the only time we, we've hung out many a times, uh, which is crazy. Cause like, again, like he's a dude who I may not see in person for like five years, but like we'll have these great hang sessions. And this one was truly like, I even stayed the night in Chicago. I stopped. I think I was with him maybe four. I might've gotten there at like five and we hung out till like nine at night. Basically those are the greatest though. Like I'm just traveling cross country. I just stop in Chicago and we just fucking bro down for four hours. Like those are the best. Like, it's like, okay. Like it's kind of rejuvenates me too. Cause it's funny. Cause I still have like an eight, nine hour drive from Chicago back to Jamestown. But again, you got to think of how many hours I'm dry. Like I, I don't really know any truck drivers, but like, I would assume if you talk to like a truck driver who's just fucking driving on 80 and going cross country all the time, like eventually there's drives where people go, Oh my God, you know, a 12 hour drive. I'm like, I don't really give a shit like 12 hours, whatever. Like, so my whole thing is like, even though it was like nine hours back home, I look at Chicago and I go, Oh my God, I'm almost home. So it's like, I don't even want to stay in Chicago that night. Like, I just want to keep going. Like at this point, I just want to get the fuck home. Like I have no money and get home and start working again. Like I'm basically living on credit cards the way back. And, uh, you know, I mean, and again, huge shout out to WRFA and my boss, Jason Sample. I mean, they were understanding the whole time. There was no like, Hey, you gotta get the fuck back here. This or that. Like they understood the situation. They knew I didn't choose to get hit. They knew, you know, they knew the car accident and all that. It's like, just let us know when you can get back. It's like, it's all good. So, I mean, they were there. They were so great with that, but still I get back. I, I, you know, I mean, I, I would love if we could live without money, but I got bills to pay. I got to pay fucking off this Alaska trip and shit. So I had to get, I had to get back home, but uh, yeah, getting to hang out with Ben after not seeing him in person in five years, I mean, again, it's just, it, it's nice. You know, you, you have a, you have a, a little, uh, bump in the road there in the trip and then you get something like that. And it's like, this is great. You know what I mean? It's great to get to just hang out with him and talk to him and uh, all that. So it was a nice, like, again, like I was going to say two guests of the show, but we have been on sometime. I've talked about him for years on here. Um, and on the radio show, I mean, I play tons of the Benjamins and, and stuff like that, but it was great to hang out with him and same with Greg Eklund. I mean, again, like there's, you know, I, I, I try not to act that way in, in person and be like, oh my God, like, you know, be a punisher anyway to them. But like, still you're hanging out with them going like, my God, like you're Greg Eklund from Everclear. Like, I mean, like really so much for the afterglow and sparkle and fade or some of my favorite records of all time. Like really push came to shove and I had to really make like a list of my favorite albums. Those would be on there. Like those would definitely be on so much for the afterglow is the greatest, one of the greatest album openers of all time. Like I, I'd probably say top five, at least on that, if not top three, um, you know, so just cool to get talk to the guy who like played drums on all that stuff. And just so, so humble. I mean, you can even just go listen to our uh, interviews. That guy, you would have zero clue has sold millions of records, played Madison square garden, you know, either, either they did win a Grammy or they were nominated for a Grammy, but I think they won it for making the, I can't think of the name, but the instrumental on so much for the afterglow that was made all in pro tools. Like they won a Grammy for that. Like all these things where it's like, yeah, I mean, this guy has zero ego. Like you would, you would have no clue that he was the drummer in like one of the biggest, like alt rock bands in the nineties, like at all, you'd have no clue, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was cool to hang out and everything and was a nice end of the trip. You know what I mean? A much, it was, it's so much better than just going, my car got fucked up and then I had to drive it back cross country and be miserable the whole time. It's like, I had to hang out with friends and everything. So, I mean, 
all my uh, all my buds in the Twin Cities, and uh, and I even get to hang out with everyone uh, in in uh, Minneapolis and stuff that I wanted to. So I mean, it's a, again, I just got to move back there. There's too many people to hang out with and things to do and stuff. So uh, I get back there. I'm so happy though to be back at it with the uh, show. And again, I kind of want to get on here and go like, if you're like, where the hell have I been? There you go. You're kind of caught up with uh with uh everything. It, it was a wild ride, but again, like you know, the hit and run sucks. But like, hey, I had a, I had an amazing time. Like the rest of it was fucking amazing. Like I, I definitely would not have uh, traded anything to do it. That that was too great. And uh, I I'm so happy to say I hit all 50 states before I turned 30. Which uh, I, I feel like I've traveled so much too that I forget that they're like you don't like I talk I've been talking to people like, even like their 50s and 60s like I haven't fucking hit half the states. And I'm like, geez, I guess that is true. People don't people like fly places. I mean, and also I get it. It's like time and money and all that all that stuff. Um, but you know, I mean, I, I've just, I've really kind of made it a goal last couple of years and my time, my money, my focus and all that, you know, outside of the radio show has been, fuck, I get to all these States and I finally did it. So that was, uh, that was really great. And I, I don't know. And I guess traveling abroad is what I need to do in my thirties. So start, uh, you know, I have couches to crash on and stuff around the United States, but, uh, all of you out there, you need to entice me to come to your country by uh, giving me a free place to stay. Like, feed me, take me, take me around, show me, show me the cool things. Like I got to travel cheap. Cause I want to travel. That's, that's my thing. I'm like, I, I will travel as cheap as possible so I can do as much as possible. Like that's my biggest thing. Cause like, yeah, traveling can be expensive, but you find things, you, you know, again, finding ways not to pay to sleep places. You know, sometimes that means going and buying shit at a grocery store and cooking stuff at a rest stop or just making sandwiches and stuff. And I mean, I, I got a little propane stove and shit like for camping, like, you know, push comes to shove, you go buy some food place. I've fucking, I've lived off. You, you go in, I got to tell you, you can go into the dollar tree and I'm not saying you're going to eat like a King, but I mean, you'll find shit to make sandwiches or bagels, like different things. Like you'll, you'll find things that'll get you along for a little while for like, you know, nothing. So, uh, you know, I, which I gotta say, if that's, if that's how I got to do it and I get to see all 50 States and a shit ton of Canada, I'm like, that's fine by me. I still, trust me. I still get to go do a lot of fun things and meet a lot of cool people. So, uh, yeah, fun adventure. It's kind of cool too to, uh, get into it more. I mean, I talk about traveling. It's not like I never talk about me traveling and doing shit on here, but, uh, kind of fun to get really into it. But I mean, we're, we're like an hour and nine minutes now. So I'm going to start to close this up. I'll leave those links below. And, uh, I'll also say I'm, I'm terrible at uh, asking for donations. But again, <laughs> I had to pay out of pocket for that car. So, uh, and I just went to Alaska. So I'm fucking broke. So if you do enjoy the show and you don't have to people, you, know, you may not have money yourself, but if you'd like, I will put a link to, uh, like a couple months ago, I, I started a PayPal account that you could donate to the show. So if you'd like to donate to the show, cause this also still costs me money, even, even while I'm still paying the other shit off, um, trust me, your donations will not line my pockets. I will not be dancing in your money like Scrooge McDuck or swimming it. I guess I, sh- I should say I won't be dancing in your money either, but, uh, you know, it'll help with show costs and everything, which, uh, is helpful. Cause right now, you know, the monthly, uh, the monthly simple cast fees and, and all that for, uh, keeping up the show or the hosting fees, whatever the hell you call it. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to get those covered. So if you'd like, feel free to, uh, give us a donation, or, uh, you know, if you don't have money, that's all good. Or just, just fucking wish me well, feel free to wish me well. But, uh, you know, all, all is good. I've been home about a week now and, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of nice just getting back to mild manneredness, getting back into a routine kind of, 
But uh, yeah, that's going to be this episode of the Power Chord Hour. Again, I just want to kind of get on and uh, let you know about all that. And next week, we'll get back into music. It'll be the October rundown. And maybe I'll talk more about like the music. You know, I talked a little bit about what I was listening to on the uh, on the trip, but maybe I'll get more into like the music I was listening to. And I mean, obviously, we'll get into Blink-182 and uh, all the other stuff. I feel like there's a lot of good shit in uh, October. So we have a lot to talk about next week. So come back for that. But until then, for the Power Chord Hour, I'm Anthony Merchant. Thank you so much for listening.